Welcome to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Rogue Preparedness, Morgan. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Morgan, and thank you so much for listening to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. First of all, how are you doing? (laughs) I wanted that to kind of sound like a little NPR, but I didn't want it to go on too long. How are you doing? Doing good? Everything okay? (laughs) Anyway, uh, seriously though, how are you doing? I hope everything is okay. Uh, Places are opening up a lot of, you know, around the country, a lot of places are opening up and I think that that's a good sign and step forward. Real quick uh, note on that. I think that we need to be tolerant of everybody's choices. I think that you can only do what you can do. You cannot control other people. Okay. The government can't control you either. The government can't control you or your business or anybody else. Okay. Um, but you are the only person you can control, which means that you should still be washing your hands. You should still be using hand sanitizer. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, I think it should be our choice to not wear a mask. Um, And I also think that, you know, we can still practice good social distancing. Does it need to be exactly six feet? No. Uh, You know, if it wants to be, if you want it to be more than six feet, that's great. If you have to, you know, scoot around somebody, you know, in a, in a small aisle, I mean, they, they seriously can't expect people to be six feet apart at all times. There are some aisles that are so small and so packed full of people that you can't, you cannot remain that good social distancing. You just can't. You can remain a couple few feet and I think that's fine. Just don't cough on them while you're standing there, right? (laughs) I think that's the biggest thing that people are concerned about is that, you know, I mean, you can say hi, you know, and just, you know, very nice nodding and, you know, whatever you want to do. Don't cough on them. Don't sneeze on them. Don't cough on products. Don't sneeze on products, right? I mean, it, this is real co- simple common sense stuff. If you are going to cough, you know, get a bandana and have it around in your pocket. And if you feel like you're going to cough, just break it out and put it over your mouth and cough. Feel like you're going to sneeze, sneeze into your elbow or sneeze into that same bandana or whatever, you know. Keep your germs to yourself. That's all I'm saying. And I think if we all practice those very simple things, then we'll be fine you know, and the whole, one last little thing, this whole thing started because we wanted to flatten the curve. And now, you know, people just want to remain at home and have everything shut down and everything for months and months and months until we have a vaccine or something. But that's not realistic. And it's just not something that we can do. Our economy is already hurt. And we're, we're already going into a recession, you know, when things are opening back up. And, um, you know, because of everything that's, that's happened. And so I actually have an ebook on my website, if you want to go to my website at roguepreparedness.com about how to prepare and survive for an economic uh, recession, collapse, job loss, whatever it is. Um, has some some good info, I think. Um, but it's free for until the end of May 2020, and then after that, it'll be 99 cents. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think I think that we just need to take care of ourselves. We need to do what we feel is right. And if you feel that staying home is right for you, then please stay home, especially if you're immune compromised, especially if you are older. You know, um, at this point, we 
need to make sure that healthy people, even if you are asymptomatic, are getting back to work and just take those same precautions. Always wash your hands. Always use hand sanitizer. You know, keep your germs to yourself. That's plain and simple what it is. And again, if you are immune compromised or, or you know, you're elderly or you have people in your home who are immune compromised or elderly, just take ex- those extra precautions, you know, just, you know, strip down and, and change into new clothes. Keep your shoes out of the house because shoes carry lots of germs. Blech. Um, you know, again, just take those super extra precautions if you, if you have to, you know, uh, and that's what you need to do just on a regular basis for the flu, cold, any, anything, anything, any bacteria or virus or anything. And I, and I really hope that this has helped teach, you know, show people that we do need to be taking those precautions. Um, you know, a cloth mask will only do so much, you know, um, if you sneeze through a cloth mask, you know, especially without any barrier of your hand or something over that cloth mask, you know, you're still spraying particles. You are, unfortunately. Um, the cloth mask can only do so much and, um, you know, so we still have to wash our hands and we still have to use hand sanitizer. Anyway, I could go on and rant and rant about this. Um, but I just hope that you continue to take the precautions that you need, but let's not judge other people for not wearing a mask or wearing a mask or, you know, whatever, Um, just take care of you because you are the only person, you and your family are the only ones that you can take care of. Can't take care of the world. Okay. Our economy and the world must move on. We must continue to make a living, you know, open jobs back up. This, this has to happen. Our economy really needs to open back up. So, you know, a pandemic was something that literally nobody saw. Okay, nobody saw this coming. But what's interesting is that pandemics have happened before. I think one of the reasons that nobody saw this pandemic coming is because, first of all, first of all, let's put some a couple things in perspective. What's happening right now with the lockdowns and everything has never happened in my lifetime. It's never happened in, you know, my brother's lifetime. It's never happened in a lot of our lifetimes. Now, we have actually set a precedent that it could happen. So it probably will happen again. And we do need to be prepared for that. Whether it does happen again or not, it's not a guarantee. But because we have set that precedent, it could happen again. So that's assessing a potential threat. Now, there are lots of ways for us to assess a threat. The first way um, is, like I was just talking about, um, looking at our past. So whether it's pandemics, natural disasters, civil unrest, whatever the case may be, we need to look at the past for assessing future threats. We can't say that, oh, well, the LA riots happened and that's done. Phew. Well, that'll never happen again. We can't say that. You know, the Spanish flu came and whew, that's gone. That'll never happen again. Well, now another you know, severe virus has come. And, you know, the thing is, humans are very, very fragile. And viruses, bacteria, they all, they're always mutating, they're always changing. And we always have to find ways to fight them, you know, with 
the hand sanitizer and the washing the hands and, and, you know, boosting our immune system, having a strong immune system, you know, things like that. So we always had to find ways to constantly stay healthy, you know, combat even just the cold and flu. Um, nobody wants to get sick, right? But anyway, I digress. Um, you know, again, but you know, we're, we're fragile and these things will always happen again. Two world wars have happened. And outside of that, plenty of other wars have happened that aren't world wars, but they've been wars, right? And so these things keep perpetuating. These things keep happening. As long as, you know, it has happened, it will happen again. History does repeat itself, especially when it comes to natural disasters. And especially the more resources we take from this planet, the more severe natural disasters will become. I'm reading a fascinating book called Warnings that actually talks about why natural disasters are getting worse. It briefly mentions it, but it's basically a book about how people have warned that something's about to happen, you know, and we need to be prepared for it. And nobody listened to them. They just thought they were crazy, blah, blah, blah. Does this sound familiar? (laughs) You guys really need to read the book. It's called Warnings. Read the book. Highly recommended. Um, okay. So anyway, we again need to look at the past. Okay. If you live in a place with natural, with like hurricanes, hurricanes happen every single year. Are they going to be severe every single year? Maybe, maybe not, but we need to be prepared for them. Do tornadoes happen in your area? Has a tornado ever happened in your area even once Then it could happen again? You know, um, when I moved to San Antonio, Texas, people were like, nah, tornadoes don't happen here. It was literally every year a tornado happened at least somewhere around that area. And I was like, what are people talking about? There was literally a tornado every year. And I was like, seriously? <laughs> Who is saying tornadoes don't happen here? They happen all the time. There was actually a recent tornado that happened in Dallas that was severe. I mean... I don't know what people, (laughs) I don't know why, where people get their information or whatever. Maybe it doesn't happen as often as some other places, but tornadoes can happen basically everywhere and happen in the blink of an eye, by the way. So even if something has happened just once, it could happen again. Okay. There was a great flood in San Antonio many, many years ago, and it hasn't happened again the way that it happened then, but that doesn't mean that it never could. Okay, actually, we got a ton of flooding in there in in San Antonio. And here in the living in the desert, there's flash floods that I need to be constantly worrying about. I mean, that's a very severe thing that actually I just read a story in Utah where a family, I guess, was in somewhere hiking in Utah. And unfortunately, their two children were swept away in the flash flood. And um one of them they know is confirmed to be passed away and then the other one is missing really tragic and something that we can definitely try to avoid if we know of these threats so assess the threats of the past assess the threats of your region okay like the flash flooding like the tornadoes severe heat severe cold you know snowstorms uh, uh heavy winds all these things we need to assess these threats and then assess how to deal with these threats so get online start researching the types of threats in your area the types of 
the types of threats in your city, county, state, um, you know, not just natural disasters, but also assess um, crime rates, assess uh, also your house. So assess the security of your home, assess the security of yourself. And we could be assessing these threats always, okay? So assessing a threat doesn't just happen once and you're done. Assessing the threat should be happening all the time, especially as things change. Like during this pandemic, a potential threat is the masks. They are the masks and gloves and things like that. It's the norm right now. And I saw um, something the other day. I did a video about this, but I saw something the other day where um, criminals came to a house they they looked kind of official, like they were there to fix something, right? They had masks and a glove on, like you're supposed to, just in general, right? But they were there to um, rob her. And, you know, she had opened the door and, and you know, let him in or whatever. Um, I think she's fine. I think, you know, they ran away or whatever, I as far as I believe. But um, as far as I can remember anyway. But, um, you know, like I said, you know, that's a new threat now. You know, we need to be constantly on alert, not on high alert, but in condition yellow. Like, you know, we need to just be aware, always aware. So we need to be constantly reassessing threats based on current conditions. This is especially important if a natural disaster has come through the area. And let's say a natural disaster has come through the area and you know, it has demolished a community. Unfortunately, what's happened now is You have homes and property and people that are now vulnerable. You know, like people want to come strip the, you know, house, the, the rubble clean. And they may, you know, I mean, that's still your property. So, you know, you still need to protect it, that kind of thing. So that's constantly assessing, you know, the current threats and the current threat levels and, and what could be current, what could be happening in your current situation. And it could definitely be changing, especially like if you're in an urban area, and you're in a, a, a part of town that you're not familiar with, maybe you need to be constantly, you know, assessing what's going on around you. And that could be done through situational awareness, through, you know, looking at people, noticing hands, um, looking at signs, looking at the types of neighborhood that you're in, the types of people, the types of houses, the types of places. And let me, let me be very clear, okay, just because, you know, you live, just because you might be traveling in a neighborhood that doesn't look so great, that doesn't mean it is a bad neighborhood. Um, it could just be a poor neighborhood and it doesn't matter, you know, a, a more rundown neighborhood doesn't mean that it's automatically a criminal neighborhood. But even if you're in a super nice neighborhood, you still need to be, you know, on, on guard. Uh, you never know who's going to be in there. You know, you do you really know your neighbors that well, you know? 
I mean, it's sad to say, you know, I think community is, is huge, but we also need to be just aware, you know, your, your neighbors have friends that maybe you, you don't know, right? They have people that you, you just don't know and you don't know them and, and whatever. So it just needs to be a constant reassessing, but we can always make plans, you know, based on the past and we can learn from the past. We can learn from the great depression. We can learn from past recessions because it's happened before. We've had recessions before. We've had depressions before. 2008, does that ring a bell? Um, you know, look at the past and look at how it's been handled. Look at how people dealt with it. Look at how we adapted. Look at the innovations that have come from it. Usually in times of recession and depression is when the most is like the best time for businesses to thrive because they're coming out with new inventions. They're coming, you know, people are really, you know, finding new ways to adapt and thrive. And so I think that's the biggest part of assessing threats is how can we adapt and thrive, right? It's not just, oh, let me just store some food and water, but how can we really thrive in this situation? So, um, you know, when you are assessing uh, potential threats of natural disasters, of people, of places, of things, you know, whatever, um, really figure out, okay, well, if this were to happen here, and let's say it did take my home, how would I thrive from there? Am I financially prepared? Am I ready to, um, you know, pick up and just relocate? Um, you know, how's my job situation? Is that going to be secure? What if my job place was taken out? You know, like what if you work retail and that retail business was taken out, right? Like by a tornado or hurricane or something. What, you know, are they, what are they going to do for you? Are you going to just have to go find another job? Do you have any savings to help you get by? Like what, what are you going to do? And these are all really important questions to ask. You know, some people have really steady jobs. They can work from home, you know, whatever. But some people, they really rely on those jobs that you have to go into person, to, you know, to be a waitress, to be a retail associate, you know, whatever the case may be. And some people, you know, that's, that's the skills they have. And, you know, they can't do work from home opportunities. But maybe you can do a work from home opportunity. So look in those opportunities. There's tons of Work at home customer service jobs, oh, just buttloads. <laughs> I normally don't say that, but uh, there's just so much. Um, so I really want you guys to really think outside the box. You know, I say that a lot, but I really do want you guys to, you know, think outside of traditional means of making a living, of living in general, maybe you want to downsize, you know, maybe you want to go live in an RV, maybe you want to live just in a tiny home, maybe this isn't where you want to live. And this pandemic is a really good time for us to kind of reassess our priorities too. But it's also a really good time for us to assess the threats of any future threats. You know, we also have to listen to the news and listen to politicians and, and listen to those in power. Because when we listen to them and the words that they're saying, we can learn a lot from what they're saying. And, you know, some people are like, oh, no, you know, just because a politician says they're going to, I'm coming for your guns doesn't mean they will. There are a resounding amount of people that politicians can 
not necessarily control, but that they can influence, okay? If you are in a position of power, you are influential, period. That's just how it works. You have people who will be behind you, and then you have people who are opposed to you, okay? So how are you assessing that threat, right? Um, how are you assessing the words of a politician to be what he's going to do? Well, you can't. You can't predict that, yes, this politician is going to follow through with his word. You can't. But you can be prepared for what they say because what they say is what they believe, you know? So, you know, it's like whenever somebody, you know, a politician says, you know, oh, I'm coming for your guns. Guess what happens? Gun sales and ammo sales go way up because people are like, "Uh uh-uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to fortify a little bit. I'm going to get prepared, right? And that's exactly how we should be acting just in general. We should be getting prepared when we see things in the news. So like, when you first started to hear about the coronavirus, we should have immediately amped up our preparedness efforts. We definitely did. We heard about this and we definitely amped up. Now, whether something happens or not, that's not the point. The point is you have prepared. You know, I've been preparing for a pandemic situation, not to this exact extent, but I've been been preparing for a pandemic situation for a long time and you know finally happened and we were all like even us preppers we were like whoa you know this is taking it to a whole new extreme but we were we're living and learning right now and that's also the last way that you can assess by living and learning always always having an open mind to learn from others to learn from experiences to just to learn adapt and, and realize that, that we can always be better and we can always prep better and we can always assess what's going on, how we can better handle situations, all that kind of stuff. So um, I hope that this wasn't just one big ramble, but something helpful. And I hope that you can immediately implement some of these ideas in assessing your everyday life, assessing the past so that you can better be prepared for the future and and just like assess your preps as well. So while you're at it, while you're assessing all these things, um, assess your preps and make sure that they are able to handle what it is that you are preparing for. Okay. So you, you know, in the future, you know, are you going to have more masks? Yeah. You know, you're going to have uh, more toilet paper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you can have alternatives to toilet paper. Yeah. You know, you're going to, yeah, we're learning and we're changing and we're adapting. That's exactly how we should be as people and as preppers. So anyway, um, thank you so much for, for listening. And I really do appreciate you. Please, uh, find me on roguepreparedness.com. Join my online classes, um, download my eBooks. Everything is free until the end of May, 2020. So please take advantage of all the free stuff that I have available on my website. And, um, yeah. And if you like my, my podcast or my channel or whatever else that I'm doing, please consider supporting me on Patreon, patreon.com slash rogue preparedness. And if you just search rogue preparedness, 
on Instagram and Twitter and wherever else I should come up. I'm pretty much everywhere. So thank you all so much for watching. Uh, watching. <laughs> That's just, I, I do a daily video on YouTube too. So catch me on YouTube. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. I hope you guys are all staying safe, staying well, and staying prepared. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. Ask questions, never stop learning, and stay prepared. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. See you next week.